And I think in the past, I've always felt like, oh, we have to have financial goals and we have to have health goals and we have to have spiritual goals and we have to have goals for the kids and we have to have the goal for this and the goal for that. And this year, I really felt like I was able to narrow that focus and just think, one, what's the one thing I want to change this year? This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Every single year, my wife Alyssa and I sit down to pencil out our goals for the next year. But this year, we sat in a hot tub in Austin, Texas. Okay, let me explain. We've done goal setting now for about 13 years. But funny thing, we've hit almost all of our goals. This sounds like a good thing. Well, it felt like a good thing until very recently. We started realizing maybe we were thinking way too small. Maybe we could be making a much larger impact for ourselves, our clients, our team members, our family, our friends. and. Now, for the last few years in a row, we've actually shared on the podcast exactly what we've learned from setting goals as a couple for, at this point, over a decade. Check out episode 386 if you're interested in seeing the progression in last year's. This year, though, we decided we wanted some outside help to break through our own mental limitations that we suspected were we were placing on ourselves. Now, I, I don't really consider myself as someone who thinks small. And I acknowledge also that we've done many things that our friends tell us seem impossible, but I really had no idea just how small I was thinking. That is until we went to attend the the One Thing Goal Setting Conference in Austin, Texas. By the way, if you're not familiar with The One Thing, it's a book by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And I met Jay when he came on the podcast back in 2017. He now co-owns a company by the same name, The One Thing, with a longtime friend, Jeff Woods. Today, I bring on special guest back on the podcast, my wife, and also our CFO of our company, Happened to Your Career, Alyssa Barlow. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Okay, I'm excited to do this. Again, last year we went through what were some of the top three things that we've learned from goal setting for many years and what were what worked really well as as a couple and what hasn't worked over the over the last years. This year we have a different objective though. This year we want to talk about a few different things. We're going to cover what changed about how we've thought about goal setting from this year and then maybe also over the years and then we're going to share our three biggest takeaways from this year going to austin texas doing goal setting with a not by yourself anymore but actually you know getting help with that and then what was most beneficial about getting away out of the ordinary to be able to set goals so I am super curious. I have my own thoughts here. But for you, when you think about this year in particular, what do you feel like has changed about how you view setting goals? 
I think traditionally I am not the big thinker in the relationship. And so it's a little more difficult for me to think about things in a big way. Um, I traditionally like the linear steps to getting to the things we're thinking about. Um, but like you said, after reaching our goals for year after year, um, I kind of started wondering like, well, if we're hitting all these goals, sometimes hitting them, you know, three, six months into the year and then having to come up with new things that we want to strive for, um, that maybe we weren't setting, setting them big enough in the first place that maybe we could achieve more if we started looking bigger earlier. Now, hold on. So you said achieve more. And I think that both you and I would probably describe ourselves as achievers, right? Can I can I ask you about that? Like what that means for you as an achiever? What? Uh, how do you think about that? Well, I mean, I like to check the boxes off. I love to make to-do lists and check boxes off. I think you're right. Like I definitely am an achiever. It feels good to be able to check boxes and say it's done. But when you're checking all the boxes and it's done early, it's a great feeling. But then it made me start wondering if maybe there could be more boxes to check or bigger boxes to check. I, I think that's definitely something I resonate with too. I I enjoy I enjoy hitting the goal. I mean, I also enjoy the process and I've learned to enjoy the process over the years. I haven't always enjoyed the process, honestly. But checking that box and and wanting to check that box definitely feels very very good. You know, I think that for me this year, one of the biggest things that changed in how I view goal setting is that if we're setting far larger goals, far 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 larger goals, which we've chosen to set some really 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 aggressive goals. And this year, we're looking much, much further ahead to, uh, you know, we looked at 20 plus years ahead in the future. And I would say that's one thing that was different for me. We've done that sometime, look far ahead, but we haven't done that every single year with every goal. So that was one major difference for me. But I think the challenge there that I experienced is this idea of being okay if we don't entirely hit the goal. And what I mean by that is that if we're setting our goals large enough, and especially if we're setting them across multiple years, really, I mean, everything that we set this year supports our longer term goals and is very meaningful to us or very emotionally connected to it. You know, for, for example, you know, I, I really very, very much want to be around, not just for our grandkids, but I very much want to be around and to still be in a high quality of health for, you know, to be able to see their kids. Uh, and, you know, I have this, have this goal where, you know, particularly for our grandkids, I want to be there to like run up the stairs with them and I want to be there to like actively play with them and have it just be no big deal because I'm in a really, really great quality of health. And, you know, if you know, on a smaller scale this year, there's things that I can do to support that goal. But the challenge for me is really trying to be okay with if we've got these really, really aggressive goals, uh, because for me, that means that I am 
Um, I am setting up to live well past 100. And in fact, I've set my, my goal. I really want to, you know, burst through 120 and be able to be able to live till 140. And I think we're reaching a time in which that's very possible. And that sounds really aggressive for so many different reasons. And regardless about how you feel about that, I think the, the challenge here is whether we're talking about health or whether we're talking about like, you know, a monetary goal. Um, I'm still reconciling with uh, being okay with not reaching the year-to-year goals because we've checked so many boxes in so many past years, and it feels so good. And I think that we're shortchanging ourselves. So I'm I'm curious how do you, how do you feel about that? Like what? Uh, what <laughs> you and I had a conversation about. Uh, I, I don't think you were totally okay with it either, but share with me what uh, what you feel about that. I think that what uh, in this particular framework that we used this year to set goals. I think what was helpful to me was that the end goal didn't necessarily have a time date attached to it. Um, The one thing framework for goal setting your largest goal that you set, they call it a someday goal. So, I mean, you may have in mind, you want that in 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, but it doesn't necessarily have a specific end date attached to it. It's someday, someday you're achieving for that. Um, and then you work backwards from there, which helps me because I am that linear thinker. I want the boxes to check along the path. I want to know how I'm working towards it. So for me to think way someday in the future, I could think and dream about things that I want to see someday in the future and then back them down to what that could look like in 10 years, five years, one year. Um, and what do I need to do this year in order to start moving towards that? Um, I think for me, that was the big thing. It, it was a movement towards that, not necessarily completing it. It was just the movement forward. Yeah, and I think that's a really great point because if you learn to focus on the movement, like that does so many things. First of all, like... It allows us to be able to spread far larger goals across many, many years. But also, I mean, the the cliche, enjoy the journey, right? If we're focused on the movement, that really is synonymous with the journey in so many different ways. And I think that that is a, how shall I say it? I think that that is something that as I've become more and more okay with it. And I still don't know that I'm completely okay with it. I think I am still reconciling with that in many different ways. However, as I become more and more okay with that, it allows being able to be content with where I am while simultaneously striving to improve and go after the, you know, the impacts and the things that, uh, that I want and we want it allows for them to coexist. And that's that's something that, geez, especially if you go back, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, that, that's been a huge struggle for me. It, it's felt like those can't coexist in so many different ways. So let's talk about takeaways then, your biggest takeaways. What's What was your you know, third biggest takeaway, we'll say? I think that along those same lines, um, because and I because I'm an achiever, traditionally in the past it's been difficult for me to quote unquote fail, I guess, at things. And so when you're setting huge goals way out in the future, it can be daunting to think that you might fail on that goal. But like we were just talking about, that it's more about the movement or the journey forward. 
I don't know if it was my third biggest takeaway or not, but a, a large takeaway that I had coming out of the weekend, just being around so many other people, one, hearing that other people have that fear as well, that fear of failure, and that it's really daunting to do that. Um, but I think the takeaway from that was that in order to, that's, it's almost a cultural thing. Like there were so many people there talking about that. It was like, oh, that's like a cultural thing. I thought it was a me thing that I was just afraid to fail. So uh, for me, the impact was how can we change our children so that they don't also have that cultural feeling of failure, of not wanting to journey forward because they're afraid they can't make it to the end. That topic right there. Like we, we had a lot of, <laughs> we had a lot of tears overall. Like this was a, <laughs> this was a highly emotional opportunity in time, I would say for us, because the things that we were focused on mattered. And what you said right there about it's not just wanting to change this pattern of how we view this for us, but recognizing that one, if we don't change it for us, it's going to be difficult to change it for our kids. And we really both, I think, feel very strongly that like we want our kids to be able to have have a growth mindset as they grow up, not look at failure in the exact same way that we do, and we want to be able to impact that. And you know that was that was definitely one of my takeaways too. You you mentioned you know setting our sights higher and some of what is associated with that. Like I kept finding as we were focused on, you know, what what do we want to accomplish in this area? What do we want to accomplish with our finances someday? What do we want to accomplish with our business? Happen to your career someday? Uh, what do we want to accomplish with our, you know, our important relationships, like your and my relationship someday? As we were going through those, I kept finding that what I would write down was probably less to 10 or 20 years in the future where uh, where we wanted to target. And then after I would write it down and I'd start working backwards, I realized this is actually more like three years or five years. And it's like, wow, I kept, I kept bumping into that limitation that I didn't realize I was placing on myself where I just couldn't even imagine in some of those areas what extraordinary could look like. And I, that's another thing that I took away too. What would extraordinary look like? You know, we use here at Happen to Your Career, we use the terminology, what would ideal look like all the time and variations of that question. But for some reason, extraordinary just felt different to me. Maybe because it was just a new word. Maybe it was word semantics. However, you know, that felt, that felt different to me and really evaluating like what would just, kind of beyond uh, you know my wildest dreams in each respective area what would that look like what could that feel like what what could that be what are the possibilities and uh and that was that was a huge takeaway for me just evaluating that and practicing that at a larger scale and i recognize this was my second takeaway like what uh, what extraordinary looks like is really something that you have to practice <laughs> it's harder than it, than it seems to sit down and really evaluate what that could be and what it could look like. What was what was another one of your takeaways? I think another one of my takeaways, um, which also kind of leads into the next question about getting away to do this, but 
uh, because I have traditionally struggled with thinking bigger in the past, being a, surrounded by a community of people who were doing the same thing. Um, obviously, we weren't all setting the same goals. However, everyone in the room was setting big goals, 20-year goals, 30-year goals, 40-year goals, someday in the future when you don't even know you're going to reach it. And these are big, big goals. Um, and then it all of a sudden becomes, I don't want to say easier, but it allows you to think differently when you're in a, an entire room or community of people who are also thinking in that same way. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And it, it was... <laughs> It was, how do I even want to put it? You, you talked about the community. It, it felt like it almost was okay to do that. I think when I have a conversation with with people on the street sometimes or just like just just meet people, I don't know, here in Moses Lake, Washington, Moses Lake is a pretty rural community. I would say it's a fairly conservative community. Like many times I find myself explaining what a podcast is to people that I meet here, you know, in and about and around town. Like <laughs> obviously you all know what a podcast is. Uh, however, there's a, there's a lot of people in Moses Lake that don't don't really know, right? So if that gives you any sense of you know kind of the general vibe of the community that we live in, and we love it for so many different reasons. However, I would say that you know a growth mindset is not popular in Moses Lake in many different ways. That said, though, being in that community of people, it, it felt like it made it okay to release what really wanted and sort of gave uh, permission for lack of a better phrase to be able to to be able to go bigger than what uh, what thought possible and that was that was really really cool that felt really really special you know my my other takeaway um my biggest takeaway was that focus on someday. You mentioned it earlier, I mentioned it earlier, but that was my my biggest takeaway. Instead of really placing emphasis on the number of years. I think the idea of someday focusing on what do I want to achieve someday? What do I want to do? What do I, who I want to be someday releases a lot of the qualifications that we place on ourselves. Because as I, as I think about, you know, what I really want, a lot of times I am not even realizing that I'm saying, well, I can only do that if this happens or, oh, I don't know if that's really possible because of these other things. And instead, someday releases a lot of the pressures that I don't even know that I'm putting on myself. So especially what usually is attached to like if I'm focusing on specifically 10 years out or 20 years out or 30 years out. So starting with what do I want someday? Who do I want to impact someday? How do I want to be someday is just so much more powerful. And it saved a lot of, <laughs> it saved a lot of time and effort, I guess I would say. What about you? What was your last takeaway? I think the last takeaway for me was the part of goal setting. Most people think about setting your financial goals for the year or, um, you know, much more, yeah, a health goal or something that's very specific, I guess, um, very measurable. 
very action oriented. You know, you, you can write down specific actions to go with it. But I think like Scott was saying with that word extraordinary and someday words like that are not measurable and actionable words. Um, they're much more, I don't know what the right word is, but they're softer. They're more intangible for sure. Yeah. So thinking about it in that way allowed me to think about myself actually. And one of the exercises they had us do was to try and define core values. And that was very difficult for me, super hard for me to think about what my core values were. But when I finally got to a place where I identified some choices for my core values, I'm still not 100% sure if I have all of them yet, but it allowed me to think about goals around that as well, not just the super easy, actionable exercise goals or monetary goals. Um, And one of them for me was parenting, actually. So being able to think about how can I set a goal around being a better parent, uh, that was huge for me. I think that, you know, just like you mentioned, for your values, I I think something that I saw for you is that, you know, I don't think you'd ever really considered parenting to be something that you value so highly. but. at all uh, in many different ways. And I think that gave you the ability to look at it differently. And I, I think that was really fascinating to be able to see that in action. And I think that allowed you to be able to set goals around it since it was, since it is something that is important to you, highly important to you in a completely different way. And, and, and something that I wanted to I don't know that you and I have discussed this fully since we got back. However, I'm curious about you know, what are your thoughts about getting away to do this? Because we've in past years, you know, we might have taken part of a day and we might have, you know, got a babysitter for the kids or you know, had your you know, taken them over to your mom's or any number of other things. And then we would go and set goals. We might go to Starbucks, we might go someplace else, but this might be the first time where we've ever taken five days and it gone away. Now, in fairness, this is also this time of year is in conjunction with our anniversary. We've yeah, now been together for 22 years and married for 17. And you know, both of those anniversary dates happened in November. So uh, there was another reason for us to get away. But I'm curious from your perspective, Alyssa, what made it beneficial to get away if it was beneficial. How do you think about that? I definitely think it was beneficial. Yes. Um, Especially since we were looking at goal setting from a different mindset in a different place this year. Um, I think it was really, I think that was really helpful that we were in a totally different mindset in a totally different place in order to think about it in a new way. Um, I think the other thing about getting away that was nice uh, in the past, like Scott said, we've done, you know, just like a half a day here or maybe a full day even. Um, I guess maybe one time we did an overnight. Um, But having being somewhere where we were away and had to travel home actually gave a little bit of time to decompress after the goal setting. So it wasn't just like, okay, go, go, go. We have to write all these goals down. We have to figure out how we're going to do all of this. We have to figure out when it's all going to be done by. And now we have to go pick up the kids. 
it was we actually had time to talk about things and especially when when um you know we were using a new framework this year that was totally different for us we were thinking in a totally different way we needed that time and space to be able to talk to each other about it sit on it go back to it talk about it again and then be able to actually you know formalize something out of it um so the time for that was huge i feel like um and the other thing that the one thing talks about the goal setting uh, specifically, uh, they call it your bunker. So creating a bunker room where not, there's no distractions. There's no, you know, you're not thinking about the dishes. You're not thinking about the laundry. You're not thinking about picking up the kids. I think that for me was big. I didn't have to think about, okay, we have to be back to pick them up at a certain time. Or, you know, are we burdening somebody else because they're keeping them? I mean, this was all prearranged. Everything was set up. We were gone. We knew exactly when we would be home. So I think for me, just creating that space around not having to stress about, okay, we're running out of time or we're not going to get this finished or we're not going to have time to talk about it later. Um, just having that space to do that in. That's really interesting. That's the same thing when we were talking about recording this. We each wrote down some different answers to these questions. I didn't see your answers. You didn't see mine, but that's the same thing that I wrote down too, that creating that space was so huge. I think that really made it because not only did it create the space for uh, to not, not have to worry about all the things that normally dist- would distract us. But I think the other thing is we really needed to spread it across multiple days. And, you know, as you're listening to this, maybe Maybe you don't need that same thing. I don't really know. But for us, that was that was absolutely huge. I think that's really what made it for us. And and we have sort of spread it across multiple days in the past. And the way that we've done that in past years w- would be that we would meet initially during November. We might meet another time um, to kind of reassess. And then we would finalize our goals on January 1st. And this year... I definitely enjoyed it so much better. I thought it was so much more effective for us personally, because not only did it create the space in the way that you described it, Alyssa, but also I think for both of us, it gave us the space to fight through the mental blocks and mental barriers that came up that I didn't, I did not expect to that level at all. Like maybe I should have, but I did not at all. And Also, I think being away out of town in a totally, literally separate space and separate state in our case, it it, it sort of forced us into a situation in which like we have to figure this out because I think day one, uh, both you and I felt like, oh my goodness, like this is, we're barely into this. Like we're barely, how are we going to pull this together in another day or two in a way that is useful for the whole rest of the year and beyond. And it definitely felt at that point in time, like, wow, we're not making any kind of progress whatsoever. And as it turns out, you know, being able to just ask the questions that we were asking at the time, what does extraordinary look like? You know, what do we actually want in each one of these areas? You know, what could that what could that look like if we went beyond that in allowing uh, to sit with those questions? I mean, I know fundamentally, like that's a good thing to be able to to do is provide space to consider like we we do that all the time with clients. I didn't realize how much of an impact it would be 
uh, for us. And it was a reminder of just how big of a deal that can be um, because the answers usually don't come right away. But it's the act of considering the questions and fighting through all the barriers that stop us from answering those questions that really, really are maybe even in some cases harder than accomplishing some of those goals themselves. That was really revealing and a great reminder to me. Here's what I would ask as a, as a last question for you, Alyssa, you know, what advice would you give? What advice would you give to someone who is just getting started with goal setting or just getting started as a, as a couple with goal setting? What advice would you give to those people? Definitely, no matter where you're at in a goal setting journey, whether you've been doing it in the past or whether you're just thinking, you know, now's the time I need to start setting some goals, find your community, find other people, you know, who are like minded, who are thinking in the same way as you, um, or even other people who have done it before, um, because they can give you insights into the steps to move forward or, you know, if you've been doing it for a while, how to change your thinking a little bit. That's how we, you know, I say stumbled upon this um, conference really because we had been planning a trip anyway for our anniversary. And then it just, it was the right time in the right place. Scott got the email about it and it was like, oh yeah, I think we do need to do something different this year and let's just go for it. So finding that community, finding those people, finding ways to talk to other people about it. I really think that we had thought, you know, oh, we're doing so good. We're writing all these goals down every year and we're achieving our goals and we're doing so awesome. But then, you know, at some point you realize there's more out there and you got to find a community to help you continue getting that more that's out there. That's awesome. Uh, I check mark next to all of that for me too. And the only thing that I would add to that would be that as you're <laughs> we've been we've been doing this in various capacities for now 13 years and when we started it was it was far different i think we were um we were arguing about it it's probably <laughs> that that's that looks very different from from now i think uh we were definitely not on the same page we didn't feel it was okay to want different things. I think we felt like, and we, you know what? We were talking about this the other day. Like at the beginning, it really felt like we had to want the same things and we had to just like force that together so that we could, you know, feel unified and work on it. And I don't think we were totally okay with that. We can, some things we're going to accomplish together and some things we are, we want just being different people. And, my advice to you would be if, if you're doing this with a partner, then, you know, allow for it to allow for it to be okay that you're doing it imperfectly. It's more important to practice it and get someplace, someplace in terms of you know, being able to go through any kind of goal setting process, whatever that looks like for you. And just practice being able to declare to each other what is important to you. You know, even if the first year that goal never gets hit, even if the first year, like, uh, you know, it is just that type of conversation. If that's where you're starting, I think that's okay. I think it really, really is. It has to be imperfect because 
it, it doesn't it doesn't lead to everything else until you go through those types of conversations. And then for those people that you know, for those people who have been maybe you've been goal setting for many years, you know, I, I would challenge you to think what could someday look like for you? What could ideal look like for you? What could extraordinary look like for you? And and how could that be? you know, more than what you have limited yourself to in so many different ways. Because the one thing that I have found over and over again is that, you know, as you do more and you become a different person and you are achieving more, the really wonderful thing is that you get to share that with other people. You get to share that with your family. You get to share that with your friends. You get to share that with the people that you work with and impact on a daily basis. It isn't just about you, even if some of those goals are set for you and allowing you to improve in areas that are important to you, it impacts so many other people in the world. So my advice to you would definitely be look, look much larger outside yourself. Alyssa, any, any final parting thoughts? I think the only other uh, piece of advice that I would give, um, and this is a new piece of advice for me too, I guess this probably could have gone in the takeaways as well, but you don't have to have a goal in every area of your life or, um, you know, trying to work towards 18 goals this year. I mean, if you even only have one goal and that was the big thing, you know, obviously it's called the one thing, but they, you know, we left the conference with them saying at the end, one, what's one thing that would change your whole year? And I think in the past, I've always felt like, oh, we have to have financial goals and we have to have health goals and we have to have spiritual goals and we have to have goals for the kids and we have to have the goal for this and the goal for that. And this year, I really felt like I was able to narrow that focus and just think, one, what's the one thing I want to change this year? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that... I didn't mention it earlier either, but that was a huge takeaway for me too, because I think I have forced it. And honestly, some of those are more important than others. Like when you start to prioritize and rank, and I mean, again, sometimes I feel like I'm relearning that particular lesson because we, we literally do that all the time with our clients. We do that all the time for you know the people that we serve. And it's true. It's true. Unless you are focused on less then you, you it's not going to it's not going to lead to more in many different ways and a lot of the times that can really be like hey what is what is the one thing that is going to be impacting everything else and that's it that's your lead hey Alyssa, thank you very very much for making the time and I know that uh, I know that uh, that we've done this the last couple of years, but I really appreciate the opportunity to just sit down with you and and talk about this. Like I really legitimately enjoy this and being able to share it with other people. And I know you and I have had many conversations, but even a couple of the questions here we hadn't we hadn't talked about in the same way. So I, I really appreciate that very much. Thank you for having me, and it's always a joy to share. Hey, I would also encourage you as you're listening to this to definitely for sure think bigger 
But I'd also invite you to, at the same time, you know, if you have, if you have goals that are important to you around your career or you want to set goals that are important to you around your career and you want that to be the thing this upcoming year, as you go into 2022 and you won't really want to get ahead on that, drop me an email personally, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and just go ahead and put put goals 2022 in the subject line. And what we'll do is either my team or I, we will, we will get that email. We will introduce you to our team, probably Cindy on our team or Philip, and we'll have a conversation with you and learn about your situation, what you want to accomplish, what you know about what you want to accomplish, what you have yet to figure out. And you know, figure out the very, very best way that we can support you in doing that and help you make it happen for this year, this upcoming year. So again, just drop me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com, put goals 2022 in the subject line, and then we'll make sure that you're well taken care of. I'm so looking forward to supporting you for anything that is really, really, really you know, up there, really, really important to you in this upcoming year. Hey, I appreciate you listening. And if there's anything else you need, you know where to find us. Until next week, we'll talk to you later. I am out. Mm-hmm.